0: Been talking about it all night. Are you having weird or super vivid coronavirus dreams? 312-981-7200. We have an incredible dream expert with us tonight, and she's also a certified hypnotherapist and a best-selling author. She's not only spoken all across the country, but she's an spoken all across the world about her research and her books and everything that she's discovered. So we're really lucky to have her here tonight. Kelly Sullivan Walden. Hi, Kelly. How are you? Great. How are you, G? Oh, so I'm so excited to have you here. This is like, a, I think this is such a fascinating uh, topic.
1: It is. It is. Well, it's always a fascinating topic, dreams, but especially now that the whole world is kind of on the same page. We're all, I think, we're all dreaming about the coronavirus and how we're coping with it. So it's a phenomenon that we've never seen before. So it's, it's especially fascinating to shine a big bright light on what's going on in, in our dreams.
0: Well, this is your life's work. It's been an incredible mission that you've had, and it's really because you want to help people.
1: Absolutely. I I really want people to get excited about dreams. I mean, we, it's one of those things where you don't have to pay attention to them in order to benefit from them. However, when we do pay attention to dreams, we benefit even more exponentially in some cases from the wisdom of our dreams. So it's just too easy to, to take them for granted. But right now, we're kind of a captive audience. We're, well, a lot of us, not first responders, they're not really having any time to pay attention to dreams for themselves. But for those of us who are in quarantine, now's a good time to get a relationship with your subconscious mind and and start to understand what some of this wisdom is trying to impart.
0: How did you find yourself in this line of work and research?
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's it's, um, very strange. I mean, not something I ever actually thought I would do for a living, but I have, my background is when I was a little kid I shared a bedroom with my younger sister Shannon and we had tandem dreaming where we would always end up in each other's dreams and have similar dreamscapes so I think I developed a, a beyond normal fascination with dreams more than other kids that didn't have a sibling to share in dreams with um, and then I just I kind of forgot them, forgot about them in my 20s I Um, just kind of got really focused on the outer world. But then I started to have some dreams that were pretty big nightmares that were a signal about some of the healing that I needed to go through myself. And I had a therapist back in my 20s say, because I was dealing with such chronic nightmares, she said, a nightmare is an unfinished dream. It's up to you, the dreamer, to finish the dream. And I said, well, what if I can't go back to sleep and finish the dream? She said, no, in your waking state, there's clinical research that shows you can finish the dream, meaning in your own imagination, finish that dream in your waking state, and it changes your mind, it changes the synapses, it changes the way you you construct your thoughts from a profound level. So I started doing that for myself, and it had a profound effect on my healing of going from feeling just so depressed and, and really not very functional to. Feeling really good about myself and confident, and ready and willing to share it with other people, and that was about 25 years ago. And I've written about I've written seven books on the subject, three oracle decks, and it's what I'm obsessed with because it's been so profound for me, and I've seen it change so many people's lives. I, I'm really excited, especially right now. Not that I'm excited about the coronavirus, but mm-hmm. not at all. But I'm ex- there's always blessings that come in disguise when something awful happens, and, and we would be foolish to not at least look for those blessings and take something from this. I always say a crisis is a horrible thing to waste,
2: so mm-hmm. let's
1: not waste this opportunity to really become acquainted with our dreams and let them give us the wisdom that they really want to share with us.
0: Wow. So this line of work really turned your life around. Um, so what does? Uh, why are so many people having vivid coronavirus dreams during this pandemic?
1: Well, our dreams tend to become more vivid in relationship to intensity in our lives. So if we're living a normal kind of no big deal, everything's peachy keen, our dreams will probably be pretty ordinary. And every dream is special, I think. I don't think there's any throwaway dream. But if you look at your dreams during times of stress, they tend to be more vivid. And when they're vivid and more emotionally gripping, they tend to be more easy to remember. It's almost like they're, they're this wise um, part of us that's trying to get our attention, by it, and it does that by turning up the volume on the color, on the kind of the jagged edges of the things that are chasing us, so that we'll be more apt to remember. And many of us aren't having to drive and commute to work, so we're able to finish our sleep cycle. We're not having mm. to wake up to the same stringent kind of alarm, so we have a little bit more Luxury to fit, to get those big dreams, at least the ones that come at the very end of our sleep cycle.
0: Wow! So you're saying um, that strange dreams are normal? There, there's no. You say that there's no. Uh, it's strange uh-huh. not to have a strange dream. That's what you say.
2: Y- y- yes,
1: exactly. And and so I I really think even people showed they said, oh, there can't possibly be any value to this dream. It's so you know, boring, and they'll share it (laughs) with me, and I will find gold in even the most ordinary dream, but especially, but there are, there are big dreams that are epic that people are having right now. I mean, and I, there's, there's so many examples I I can give you. I've had one big one of my own. Really? I I don't know if there's, well, yeah, I'm, I'm a, People person. I am a hugging hugging Mm -hmm. person. I'm like a. So this is hard um, for you, really hard. Yeah, I'm an extrovert. So I've had a lot of dreams. I mean, one dream, they're pretty funny actually, even though in the dream it wasn't funny at all. I was being chased by a cuddle party. People in pajamas (laughs) literally chasing me down the street trying to get me to cuddle with them. And I'm like, no,
2: you're going to kill me if I hug you. Get away. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well now oh what my God. so what did that how did you translate that dream then?
1: Well, it got my attention. It was like I, I think of the dreaming mind. The the American Hypnosis Association says that our conscious mind is twelve percent of our minds power. That's our logic mm-hmm. and our reasoning. And our subconscious dreaming mind is is eighty eight percent of our mind's power. Wow. So when I So when I have a dream, it's my subconscious mind communicating a message to me. And I believe it was telling me, Kelly, you really have to listen. Like, you've got to not do business as usual right now. It would be my tendency in normal life to say, oh, screw it. I'm just going to hug everybody. Mm -hmm. But my dreams are saying, no, 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 no. It's not just your preference, honey. You could hurt other people. Like, so no, no. So my dreams were trying to get me to course correct something that wouldn't be easy for me to do. My subconscious mind was trying to get my attention. And then I even had a follow-up dream that I was in the nativity, like a play for the nativity at Christmas. And I had to play, I was cast as the role of the innkeeper
2: that had to turn away
0: pregnant
1: Mary
2: and Joseph and say, no,
0: you can't come in. What a vivid dream. And of course, I, I would imagine that that's because you feel like you can't be with, you can't socialize, and you can't be with the people you want to be with. Yes, I had to turn away the Christ child.
2: It's like, wait, that's so <laughs> horrible thing. But it, But here's the cool thing. In the
1: dream, the dream, it's like the dreams are not meant to torture us. They're not just trying to scare us or, or, or hurt us emotionally. But they're trying to give us solutions. So in that dream, when I when i when i took it all the way in order to play my part as the innkeeper well i had to tell myself in the dream so anyone that comes to the door no matter who it is they're already a part of my heart so the true essence of them is in me i don't have to let their physical being in right now so it was so i was able to come to a solution in my dream that i never would have been smart enough to come to in my waking life that would have actually given me some peace for being able to not see all the people that I love right now.
0: Well, this is and a,
1: it's, this is happening for everyone. <laughs>
0: this is a fascinating stuff. Fascinating info. Twelve percent of uh, our brain is harnessed just by waking logic, but 88% of our brain's power is harnessed in the subconscious when we're dreaming. Our dream expert, Kelly Sullivan Walden, is going to be deciphering your dreams, finding meaning in your dreams, and hopefully telling you uh, what uh, you're missing out on. So all that coming up, 312-981-7200 if you want to share your dream. We're with uh, Kelly Sullivan Walden. She's a dream expert. She's also a certified hypnotherapist, and she's also a best-selling author. She has seven books. Pretty incredible. And Kelly, I'm assuming that the hypnotherapy falls in line with sort of harnessing your subconscious mind?
1: Yes. Yeah, hypnosis is um, its its really learning the the language of the subconscious mind and speaking into it. And um, one of the things that I would tell my clients, and I still do, I, I'm not as much in, in um, private practice as much these days, but but I, I would tell them that you're going to remember a dream tonight. So I'm telling this to all, all of your listeners. You're going to all remember a dream when you wake up in the morning that's going to help you move forward in what's, what's on your mind right now, what you're moving through in your life how to better survive and thrive during, during this time. So, yeah, hypnotherapy is a really powerful way of being able to align your subconscious mind with your conscious mind so that you don't have one foot on the gas, one foot on the brake, but you have, you're going in the direction that you want to go and all, all aspects of you are on board. So it's really powerful.
0: Kelly, what about people who feel like they don't dream at all? They, they feel like, oh, I don't ever dream.
1: Right. Well, it's it's scientifically proven that we all dream between three to nine big dreams every night and the only exception to that would be in if somebody's heavily medicated or is drinking something that would be that would be suppressive. But on a normal basis it's most people don't remember their dreams, but that doesn't mean they're not dreaming. Okay. If you I like to say if you're at all sane That means you're dreaming. (laughs) You would. We dream. We sleep in order to dream in order to be sane.
0: Well, Kelly, I did ask um, our news anchor Vic Vaughn he to share a dream with you because I asked him uh, before the show if he had a weird dream, and he did have one. So, Vic, go ahead.
3: Okay. Um, I recently, actually, last night, dreamed that my uncle Randy Vaughn, who died last week, we couldn't. This is a. (gasps) Yeah, this is a big thing because my family couldn't go see him. Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Wow. With with everything that's going on, obviously, we couldn't go to a funeral, so it's bizarre to lose my uncle and none of us could go to the funeral. So I'm so sorry. uh, Wow, my heart goes out to you. Yeah, Mm. thank you so much. And So, last (laughs) night, I dreamed, and I woke up and told Jeannie this morning, I dreamed that Uncle Randy was... Uh, a lawyer he 's not he was a furniture maker he had a he had a, uh, a shed, a big shed uh, in his backyard in Wyoming, and he built furniture there and sold it. but in my dream, I found out I went to his funeral and I found out that he had become a lawyer and I remember in my dream this is the weird part, getting angry that no one in my family had told me that Uncle Randy had become a lawyer, and I asked his brother, my uncle Lonnie Vaughn. Why didn't you ever tell me he was a lawyer? And in my dream, the frustration, the source of the frustration in my dream was that somehow I thought in this dream world that knowing that my uncle had become a lawyer would have somehow uh, helped me go into the legal field. And I could have talked with Randy, picked his brain. He could have helped me. And anyway, it's just kind of a bizarre thing that happened last night. Ooh, Kelly, go ahead.
1: mm. Oh my goodness! Well, this is juicy. We could unpack this ah. one for days, but I'll just jump right in. And again, I'm, my heart goes out to you and your family. This this must have been really difficult. But it's, this is what the the subconscious mind, our dreaming mind, is so smart. It's always helping us to, to find our way through things that we didn't, that we wouldn't have even imagined we could make our way through. So I would call this dream. Um, Carl Jung would call this compensation. The dream is trying to help compensate for a loss. Like, in the dream, in real life, you weren't able to go, or in waking life, I should say, not real, because our dreams are real, too. They have mm-hmm. their own reality. But in waking life, you couldn't attend his funeral. But in your dream, you did. You went to his funeral. So that's part of the compensation. You were able to, in some way, go. And then you find out that he's a lawyer. So there's there's a lot of significance there. But part of it is, if it were my dream, I would think that, there, it was like a, a missed opportunity. I didn't get to know him as well as I would have, I as as much as I could have. It's like there's. I want to get to. It. To me, it's a message for me. If I and I always project myself onto these dreams, I have to. Do, I always teach people to, to do this so that you can make your own assumptions. But it would make me feel that much more present with the people who are alive in my life. Like, I, wanted, I want to get to the truth about who these people are so that I don't have more missed opportunities. I want to know what their secret life is. I want to know who they really are. And to, to me, that's part of what, what this is about. And then the fact that he was a lawyer of all things, to me, there's something significant about that as a symbol Somebody who makes up the rules, somebody who's able to even uh, who who knows the rules like you can't break the rules unless you really know them so it's it's a powerful thing to be a lawyer and to project that he somehow is is able to is, i don't I don't exactly know what your connotation or your your um, significance with law is, but I feel like there's something juicy to dig in there. Do you have a specific feeling about what it is to be a lawyer is that something you wanted
2: to
3: do well i will say one thing it's fascinating what you said to me because i did not know my uncle randy Mm. very well at all Um, i'd only been around Mm. him a couple times in my life so it's interesting how you uh, connected that with maybe wanting to know more about him the only thing Mm -hmm. i've never considered in my life i've never considered uh, practicing law like uh, becoming a lawyer the only thing i can say is right now i am taking an online class from Yale mm. on economics. I don't know if that has any. Ooh. What do you think about that?
1: Oh, that could definitely that could definitely be um, part of this because everyone in our dream is an aspect of ourselves. So that's one way to interpret this. So I would say Uncle Randy could be an aspect of self that that represents finding out about this secret life. Like a lot of people during this COVID time are finding out about secret rooms in their houses. That's mm. kind of a, a theme. So to find, to find out that somebody has this other life that is fascinating could represent, like, wow, I, there is other dimensions to my personality, to my trajectory. I want to I learn a new skill. I want to learn a new something that will better myself and take advantage. Like we're very aware of the preciousness of life and how fleeting it can be right now. So there might be this extra drive to be the 2.0 version of yourself when mm. you come out of quarantine and not just come back out as the same guy that went in.
0: Well, I love that, so, Vic. I do You've too. got a lot to live <laughs> up to now. I love that, too. Okay. Kelly, thank you.
3: That's really interesting. <laughs> thank you,
0: Vic. 3 oh, one, my two. God. Thank you so much. 312-981-7200, we have dream expert Kelly Sullivan Walden. She just uh, deciphered uh, news anchor Vic Vaughn's dream, and that was fascinating. And on the line right now is Susie. Hi, Susie, you're live on air. What's your dream? Hey, how are you doing tonight? Oh, great. Thanks so much for calling in. No problem. No um, I am
2: from Illinois, from northern Illinois, and I moved up to Wisconsin um, about an hour north of Green Bay, and my father passed away at this cabin, and I moved up there by myself for a couple years, and on the second year in the winter, I was sleeping, and I woke up to him like holding my shoulder. I was in bed and telling me um, everything is going to be okay, and then I woke up, and it was my husband was there. Oh, what
0: does that mean, Kelly?
1: Wait, wait, wait. When you woke up, your husband was
2: there. Wait, I'm I'm sorry. Um,
1: I'm he was, no, he was not wait,
0: physically
2: there. It was like. I woke up, and I knew it was my dad, mm-hmm. and then I woke up, and I kind of, like, saw my husband, but I knew he was coming later that afternoon.
0: So your husband wasn't there either, right? Physically no. there. No. Okay. Mm-mm. So maybe this is a dream where oh, kind of the... Oh, got it, got it, got it. The, there got was it. a morphing happening.
1: Ah, wow. Okay, very interesting. Well, I think it's an amazing phenomenon, it's like, for example... Um, A lot of people, when they lose, like even Vic losing his uncle, whether you're close to the person, you knew them well or not, it tends to be one of the most traumatic things we have to go through as people. And it's so interesting that almost nothing can heal our heart like a dream can, because a dream visitation like this is worth, like you could read a 100 books on death and dying and not get that that heart-soothing feeling that I imagine you got from that dream of having your dad touching your shoulder, I imagine sure. that there was some peace and healing and comfort that came from that. Is that true, Susie?
2: Oh, yeah, totally true. I was so happy he was there because I was there by myself for two years and it was long, and my husband would come on oh. weekends when he could, and my dad passed mm. there 22 years prior to that date, and I was like... But it now made me feel so good, like everything's going to be okay.
0: Well, now, Susie, have you seen your father in your dreams since then, or does he frequent your dreams? Okay. So what what does that mean, Kelly, when you see someone that's passed, you know, just once, but they don't revisit your dreams, even though you really want them to?
1: Right. Oh, God, there's so much I could say about that. Well, let me first just say that it's a blessing, even if you just have one dream, and You don't know, because we have so many dreams, most of which we don't remember, who's to say that you're not having a dream about your father every single night? You don't know that. Because we we, we remember just a fraction of those Mm. dreams. But even if we have one remembered dream, consider yourself a lottery ticket winner. You won the lottery. Because it's, it's a miracle to be able to actually, I mean, it's like they're on the other side of the line, Calling, calling, calling. It's us that doesn't pick up the receiver. It's only when we can have that dream and then remember it that we actually have a full communication with them. So I feel like they're the ones that are communicating to us and we're kind of having a hard time picking up the line. But it's wonderful when that happens. And and you can. the blessing of a dream is that it isn't over just because you woke up. You can remember mm-hmm. that dream. You can mine the gold from one dream for the rest of your life and still unpack it like why was it that he was touching that shoulder? Often, even right. symbolically, we carry our weight on our shoulder, and having his hand there might represent, like, you don't have to carry that anymore. Let me carry that for you.
2: Or I've, I've got your back. That was weird because he actually woke me up grabbing uh, my arm.
0: Well, I think that's a, a beautiful dream, and you've just got to cherish that. And don't you think, Kelly, that it means that she's transferring some of the, does it sound like sort of yes. the duties of the father have transferred to the f- husband, maybe?
1: Oh, oh, God, I know that's a very good connection. Absolutely, yeah, that she's, that, there's, that she's loved and that there is a continuation of love. And yeah, there could definitely, definitely be that. But I would just say for people that have not had a dream and that are listening, that have lost somebody that wished they had mm-hmm. this kind of a dream, one way that you can incubate this dream, it's a fancy word for saying, Think about the person before you go to sleep. Light a candle or think about some specific memory of love that you had about them and simply have the prayer be, if it serves purpose, if it serves your purpose and mine, please allow me to have a vivid dream that I'll remember upon awakening. But if I don't, it's okay. It doesn't mean that you're not there. Mm -hmm. It's not that the dream proves that that person loves you and if you don't have that dream, they don't. It just is simply a matter of, Remembering it, you can ask for assistance and then let go, and don't be pressured about it. Mm -hmm. Just feel lucky when it comes, be grateful when it comes, and then you're an easier receptacle for those kind of dreams.
0: Kelly, can you hang out for a little bit, or do you need to go? It's okay if you have to go. Okay, perfect. Um, A little bit more with Kelly. We've got another caller waiting uh, to get her dream deciphered. Susie, thank you so much for your call. Hope you continue to cherish that dream that you had of your father. Kelly Sullivan Walden is a dream expert and she is deciphering your dreams, 312-981-7200. Before we get to caller Becky, Kelly, I want to make sure that people know where they can find out more information about you. Oh, thank you so much.
1: My website is my name, KellySullivanWalden.com and if that's too hard to spell, you can go to IHadTheStrangestDream.com <laughs> That's awesome! Or, and on, on Facebook, it's Kelly Sullivan Walden and um, Instagram and Twitter. It's Kelly S. Walden.
0: Great. And
1: on my, and on my website, there's all kinds of free dream interviews and um, meditations that you can get and that's available on I have the dot com.
0: Well, of course, uh, we mentioned you've written seven books, um, including you know people love those Chicken Soup for the Soul books, and you have one uh, yes. Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and the Unexplainable, and Chicken Soup for the Soul Dreams and Premonitions. So, yes. those are yes, oh,
1: those are those great. Those are books. amazing.
0: Yeah, and then you yeah have... yeah you every also have super inspiring. Yeah, and you also have oracle cards. What are those? The hero, Hero's Journey Dream oracle cards. Yeah, actually, they,
1: they're pretty, they're very special. Like One of my favorite things I've ever created. I also have Dream Goddess Empowerment cards. Those just came out. The Hero's Journey, we're all on a Hero's Journey right now. And for those who are familiar with Joseph Campbell, you know that I've, I borrow this phrase from him and give him credit. But um, it's really... All of us humans are going through such an epic upside-down time. The hero's journey maps out the 12 stages of transformation, how to go from your ordinary life out through, like, all the upside-downness of the world, and then how to find your way back, not the same as you were before, Mm -hmm. but a better version of yourself. So these cards give you kind of a, um, even though they're random, you, like, You ask a question, and you kind of um, shuffle through them, and you pick a random card and consider that it's an answer to your personal questions, and it gives you a dream symbol to think about that day as well that relates to the card. So it gets you thinking about dreams and dreaming, and it gets you thinking in that symbolic Dreamy way, so you tend to remember dreams when you when you play with this with the hero's journey deck. So I love
0: that, and of course, to
1: engage you.
0: Yes, and of course, uh, you reach around four million women every month. You're kind of a dear Abbey of dreams, where people do exactly what we're doing tonight, where they ask you about their dreams and you decipher them. And this is for First for Women magazine, and wow, four million women every month, and uh, one of the lucky people that get to have you yeah. decipher. Her dreams is Becky. Hi, Becky. This is G. What's your dream? You want Kelly to decipher for you?
1: Well, when I was a small kid growing up, uh, my mother abused me something terrible. Oh, sorry and I to hear to that. Up, so sorry. I would have nightmares, and I'd wake up crying. Then, when I grew up and mm-hmm. became an adult, I don't dream at all anymore. Not a dream. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Oh wow, well, Becky! Well, first of all, I, I can't even say enough how sorry I am that you had to go through. You had to go through that, and no one deserved that. And and I hope that you've been able to to get some help. And the fact that you've survived and uh, into adulthood means that you there's something special about you. Yeah, amen. Um, amen. And I know nightmares. I believe are the unsung hero of what happens when we sleep because they're trying to help us process what's difficult for our conscious mind to process like they're doing the heavy lifting for us. But the thing is is that most of us don't understand what to do with our nightmares or how to interpret them and how to in, in a way that actually empowers us. So some of us that go through a trauma at a young age and we did have a strong recall, we we decide we don't want to remember those dreams because they're so unpleasant that we kind of we, we're so powerful, we humans, we can push a a natural function of ours aside so that we it suppresses the dream memory. It doesn't mean that you're not dreaming, but it suppresses your ability to remember. But I I would say the fact that you're talking with me now means that there's some part of you that is aware of your dreaming mind. And and I would just um, suggest, can I give a quick little formula for how to work with nightmares so that, Becky, if you do remember dreams and it is an unpleasant one, you'll know what to do with it so you can... Transform it into something that, that works for you? That sounds good, okay. Kelly. Okay, so this is my fear formula. And um, this is uh, like a bunch of years of work condensed into a really short little formula, so it's, it's packed. But the F is for face it, the E is for embrace it, the A is for ace it, and then the R is for replace it. To face it, embrace it, ace it, and replace it. And that means in your waking life, so say you have a really scary nightmare, you you face it by, by writing it down or drawing a picture of it so that you can see it, so that you capture it. And embracing it means that you become bigger than the nightmare. The nightmare becomes the size of like a bug, and you are a giant. So you're big enough that you could wrap your arms around it with the intent, I'm going to understand this, so that I can receive its gift. And then ace it means once you receive the gift, you've transformed something that was formerly unpleasant, um, like you've transformed an enemy into an ally. And then by the time you get to replace it, this dream becomes a different thing. So you can do this by imagining that you are the director of your dreams because you are, and you can change the ending. You can change the way it goes. You can, you can put the, the the negative character in a in a cage, for example, and say, I'm not going to let you go until you give me the gift that you came to give me. And even if they don't have, like, a physical gift to give you, they might say, I'm here to make you stronger. I'm here to remind you that you are resilient, that you are more powerful. Often the shadow characters in our dreams are parts of ourselves that we have suppressed that actually are part of our superpower once we find a way to integrate that energy into
0: our lives. I love so I hope that. Oh, yeah. Kelly, that's incredible. Becky, um, we commend you for surviving everything that you went through. And uh, hopefully, yes. yeah, hopefully, uh, I guess you're hoping to dream soon, aren't you?
2: I have
1: no dreams whatsoever.
0: But are you hoping that you, oh. do you want to have some dreams soon? To remember well, them? I like have something nice. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? Yeah, well, Becky,
1: Becky, reach out to me if you'd like. Go to my website and get my. You can contact me through my website, com, and I'd be happy to give you a, a free mini dream session to see if we can help you get I your can't dreams done. honey. I'm blind. Okay. Well, Becky, maybe. Okay. Well, some, if, if somebody's helping you, Uh, let them know. I'd be happy to get on the phone with you.
0: Absolutely, Becky. Thank you so much for calling in. And Kelly, that was such a generous uh, offer of of yours, too, as well. And I love that. face. Absolutely. You said face it, right? That's how it goes.
2: Yes, face it, embrace it,
1: ace it, and replace it. So it's the fear formula, basically how to turn your fear into fuel.
0: That's fantastic. Wow, because you could actually work with Becky, and this is kind of what you do with your clients, is that to help... you said project or manifest the dreams, work the dreams that you want, right?
1: Exactly. Exactly. Because the dream and nightmare is an unfinished dream. And just like, just like the dream that I shared about earlier about the, even though it was a little bit of a silly dream about being the innkeeper and Mm -hmm. having to tell Jesus, Mary and Joseph to go away in my dream, it was stressful, but I saw the dream through to the ending until I got to a place where I felt empowered because I'm used to working with my dreams like that. So I'll, if we work with it, whether we're still in the sleeping state or the waking state, if our intent is, I'm not going to be finished with this dream until I feel empowered, then that's how it goes. We have more directorial input into our lives right now than we think. As adults, as children, unfortunately, Becky was under the influence of a of an unhealthy parent that, that hurt mm-hmm. her. But as an adult, she's got power that she can do to, to reclaim her power back. That's even fantastic. even if just a little bit of it, yes. I, I hope she comes and gets more of it.
0: Well, I love that. Well, you can uh, find out more about Kelly. Kelly, thank you so much for being with us. Really appreciate it. You stay well and healthy, okay? Thank you, Jean. Thank you, Jasmine, back
2: there. <laughs> thank you so much for having me on WGN. It's a pleasure to be with you and take good care of yourself, Jean. You thank as you so well.
0: Thank you so much. And, of course, you can find more information on Kelly at her website, K E L L Y S U L L I V A N. W-A-L-D-E-N dot com and that's Kelly Sullivan Walden and Sullivan has two L's and Kelly has two L's and Walden only has one.